Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Five Dollar Ben Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. With me this week is Eric. Hey! And Amber. Hello. And this week we are continuing a kind of mini theme, breaking away from the Five Dollar Bin thing, which this movie will probably end up in the Five Dollar Bin soon enough anyway. Uh, Eric, why don't you explain to the people who uh, are just joining us for the first time or didn't listen to our last episode what your little theme is? Yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't listen last time, it's basically we're looking at we're looking at actors. Uh, Speaking to the microphone, Eric, a little closer. Ba 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 ba. There you go. <laughs> people uh, want to hear you. People don't want to hear me. No, no. They basically we're looking at movies uh, that are have an actor or actress in it that previously won an Oscar. Uh, in this case, it's uh, Eddie Redmayne who won Best Actor in uh, in playing his role of Stephen Hawking's in The Theory of Everything, and then literally, I think the same month, same month, yeah, same month, Jupiter yeah. Ascending comes out, <laughs> and and we can all agree his role in this movie. This was he is crazy. It's awful. It's just awful. I will kill you. <laughs> What? And you know what? You know what? And, and, and moving off the theme, if you guys listened last time, funny, funny thing. Our characters have some really odd accents. <laughs> you know, last time we did, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. And this one, it's, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's Eddie Redmayne in a nutshell in this movie. Yeah, it was so weird. He's awful. It's so strange. Awful. Crazy. Crazy. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into... Uh, the synopsis, the plot of this film. Gosh, this thing was so complex. It's crazy, but uh, all over the place. Yeah, so let's uh, let me find this right here. Okay, uh, a young woman discovers her destiny as an heiress of intergalactic nobility, and must fight to protect the inhabitants of Earth from an ancient and destructive industry. Bum, bum, bum. This movie currently holds a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. What is everyone's background with this film? I remember seeing the previews and laughing at Eddie Redmayne's character in the previews. Yeah, I think I saw, I saw the previews, and I think the thing that initially drew it to me was it the was it the Wachowskis, yeah, the guys that did the Matrix, but then they also did. Speed, no, speed what was that? What was that movie? Well, it's Speed no, Cloud no, no. Atlas. Thank you. And mm-hmm. that's when I saw this one. I thought, oh, it's like, is it like Cloud Atlas? Because it's kind of got the same name. Uh-huh. And it's like, what the fudge is going on with this movie? You know what I mean? Seriously, this this just looked weird. I I'm actually kind of this is the first time I saw. It. I wanted. I really was intrigued because of you know the whole intergalactic thing and the Doctor Who love of mine and. Wow, what a doozy. <laughs> yeah. Raise your hand if you saw this in theaters. Oh, this I, guy. Did. I think I remember you telling us that. I yes. think I remember you telling us that at one point. Uh, I believe it was in our uh, 2015, ha- or halfway through 2015 review, I may have mentioned this. I uh, I saw this movie in theaters, guys. How much money did you spend on it? It was a matinee, so I think it was thankfully only like five. All right, good. Uh, I had... We we've talked uh, we talked in the last episode we've we've talked many times before we are very 
strong proponents of original ideas. Mm-hmm. And I had such high hopes for this. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, as much as I, I mean, Channing Tatum is fine. 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street. He's great. Mila Kunis, she's, oh, man, mm-hmm. she's so pretty, but. Man, she cannot act. Can't act her way out of a paper bag. She's nope. just she's just awful pretty to look at, and that's just right in line with this film. You know, it's like, yep. yeah, we're hoping that you're distracted by her good looks and don't notice that she has no expression on her face whatsoever. She's got the emotions in her eyes like a Kardashian. Yep. <laughs> the words of Joe McHale, dead behind the eyes. <laughs> totally. Um, so... Yeah, I saw this in theaters. I think it was even in 3D. It might oh have my been gosh. <laughs> might have been an IMAX 3D. I might have paid $7 for this one. Why? Because that was the time that it was playing, and I went in, and I'm pretty sure I was by myself in a ginormous theater <laughs> seeing this movie. Yeah. But I will say, and we'll get into it later also, I thought this was visually oh, fantastic. Oh, so yeah. Stunning. <laughs> It was. It was a beautiful movie. And it was and, beautiful. And, and, and I mean, I do have to say, you know, I'm. These guys are both the, from the Chicago area. The, the Wachowskis are from the Chicago area, so they definitely give love to Chicago right. and by I, destroying it. By destroying <laughs> it, of course, <laughs> as, much, as, as, as as any good person would want to. But I feel like, oh, I, I actually, they, you know, saw sometimes in in chase scenes. I I hate this in chase scenes when they're in Chicago, but they're not in Chicago. You're like, how'd you end up here? And then over there, <laughs> yeah. and then over there, and then over there. Southside. Within the same chase, I felt like watching the chase that's is the like... the water tower. Oh, that's nowhere near Wrigley Field. I know. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and obviously that that's very, like, centric to us living here. Yes. And, and anybody in New York would probably say the same thing. Like, you can't kill the Statue of Liberty and then be up on the... Queen and anybody, blah, blah, blah. You can't do that. But I felt like these guys, they give, they give Chicago some love uh-huh. by destroying it. Yeah, it's just like Transformers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I have to see Chicago, I think I even said that while I was in the theaters. If I have to see Chicago destroyed one more time, you know what? My it, city. At least they didn't have a chase under Lower Wacker. That's true. Because that's go. like the most overused yeah, chase. Yeah, it is. Ever. Thank you. Oh, let's have a chase. Dark in Lower. Knight. But you know, Dark Knight ended it. I heard somebody say that was the best in the last one. We're done. Good. Yeah. You know. Or um, the street by the Chicago Stock Exchange. Yeah. Where they where. I, if you remember Batman in the Dark Knight, yep. where he's driving down and come on, come on, get me, come on, and so that right there was also in the Untouchables when they go yep. across the street. Uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff going on in that area, so it's it a kind of an iconic area as well. All right, um, let's go through some of the cast of this. Gosh, there is so there's so many people. Yeah, there's we we talked about this in the last episode. This is another they're trying to create something. They're trying to create a universe, a new world, worlds, and just a whole new story. And there's a lot going on. So we're only going to mention a couple people that are in this. Uh, Mila, Mila Kunis is Jupiter Jones, which is also confusing because they wind up on Jupiter at times. So I'm going to refer <laughs> to her as Kunis. Okay. JJ. Yo. <laughs> Jupiter Jones. Jupiter. Uh, yeah. It sounds like a superhero. Like Stan Lee would come up with. Yeah. Jupiter Jones. Because J.J. Yeah. J.J. Yeah. Maybe that's J.J. Abrams' first, and last first name. Was, yeah. Maybe it's Jupiter oh. Jones Abrams. Oh. oh maybe. Could Anybody be. know? Anybody he know? had a hand in this. Um, Channing Tatum. He plays Kane Wise. 
which sounds like canine, but he kind of plays a half wolf, right? Half man, half bird. No, just half man, half wolf. He got his wings ripped off. But those were just they were just added. I know, but it's. (laughs) But he has wings. He gets them back. He drank a Red Bull, so he has wings. Um, There's Sean Bean. I love me some Sean Bean. He's great. He's uh, you know, I'm sad that uh, he wasn't in uh, Game of Thrones longer. Hold on, my daughter's here. Emma, would you like to say hi to the people? Talk in the microphone. (laughs) No? Do you want to see Jupiter ascending? Yeah, neither did we. (laughs) So, so that's my daughter. She just got home. So, um, Sean Bean. Man, I love Sean Bean. I really do. And I wish that he was... I want to say making better choices. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but here's here's the thing, though. In this movie, he did not play a bad guy. Because most movies you see him in, yeah, he's Lord of the Rings, the he's... bad guy, right? I was so mad when, yeah, spoiler alert, when he didn't make it too long in Game of Thrones. I thought the whole show was about him. <laughs> well, they really built it about him. Yeah, like, oh, it's it's a Sean Bean show. I was like, hey, hey, loving this. <laughs> okay, um, so he's in this. Love him, Eddie Redmayne. Who I think is a really good actor, but I don't know what happened here. (laughs) I think. I'm not. I think. (laughs) A stroke! (laughs) Seriously. When he decided to play this movie. It was a little Marlon Brando ish from Godfather, but it then started screaming at the top of his lungs. Well, he's he's generations and millennia old. So he's. Yes. <laughs> Crazy. Um, I think that if even if you don't want to see this movie, I think you just need to watch towards the end, him and Mila Kunis have this back and forth for like, what, 10 minutes? <laughs> oh, way too long. You have to watch that, though. It uh-huh. is like, it is it's probably like acting school, which none of us attended. We were kind of in an improv class once. So when, when I'm assuming that... In acting class 101, they said, all right, in this scene, I want you to show 20 different emotions <laughs> and different yeah. levels of speech. And he does it all in those 10 minutes. He is everywhere. I was, you're sitting there going, dude, you are crazy. <laughs> you're going to give yourself an aneurysm. Calm Seriously, down. <laughs> you are screaming yourself. It's like he does. Like, I know, Eric, that you're saying it's crazy and it's it's. You, would you say it's bad? Yeah. Okay. But he's so restrained. That's what this art like it's it's crazy bad for the character, but take the character part out of it and just watch him. I look at him and I go, but he does keep his like he scree and then brings it back immediately. And he's his emotions are perfect with his. But wouldn't you say that that's a really good actor in a really bad movie? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, he's a phenomenal right. actor, acting the heck out of whatever this script is, and just knocking it out of the park. And you just go and just, just take it for what it's worth. I think he did a phenomenal job, even though he's crazy go nuts. Mm-hmm. I thought those ten minutes were phenomenal. That's just me, though. Absolutely. It's just like he's crazy. He's I, I thought I thought he was great. 
especially when you're creating something that doesn't exist, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, totally. And I thought that he brought some... Everybody else was vanilla in this. Mm-hmm. Channing Tatum, vanilla. Mila Kunis, I, I love dogs. Her That's her big romantic yep. moment and how she does it. But why? I love dogs. I really just wanted to punch her in the face. I'm not your damn mother. <laughs> huh. I know, oh right? God. You were horrible. Sean Bean's trying, but he's not in it much. No. I mean, that's a problem. I think he... I would have liked to see Sean Bean in the Chain Tatum role. Yeah, but that Dude, wouldn't that wouldn't have been as no, good. No. Because you I mean you have to have somebody older to play Mila Kunis, but mm-hmm. you could have gotten away. Julianne Moore. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. <laughs> I'm on a Julianne Moore break for a while <laughs> after the last episode. We're done. We're not talking. Um so Eddie Redmayne, there's there's all these names and it's gonna be really hard to decipher who they are because they don't make make a lot of mention to them no nope. they're in passing i had to look them up a couple of times <sighs> yeah it's just tough it's hard and they're weird names too so uh eddie redmayne's name is balaam mm-hmm. like the donkey know your old testament if you mm-hmm. don't know what that is douglas booth plays titus and tuppence middleton Wow, that's not how I thought her name spelled. Tuppence. Uh, Tuppence Middleton. No, that's not her her the character name. That's her actual name. Uh, <laughs> Which is probably the stage name. Yes. Uh, Kalik. But she's they're spelling it K-A-L-I-Q-U-E. So Balaam, Titus, and Kalik are two brothers and a sister. Mm-hmm. So that's – and it was really hard to – Say, okay, this person's related to this. So, again, creating a world that, yes, it's our world, but a galaxy that doesn't exist. There's um, liz- flying lizard creatures. Mm-hmm. It's like the Star Trek who's who. Okay, Jill, you're just going to be you. So, you're going to be dark skinned. Uh, big hair, and then, you know what? We'll, we'll put some big ears on you. Okay. Now, Steve, you're going to be this little mousy character and be like a rat, okay? So that's going to be your person. It's like it's like the cantina band. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally the cantina. And then it's like they use the, the, the what we think the aliens look like, you know? But those, there's like, no consistency. Aliens. In anything. Yeah. They go to that one planet um, in that montage, which we'll get into later. And it is. It's like anything. Like, the thing about Star Wars is Kashyyyk, Planet of the Wookiees. Got it. Forest Moon of Endor. There's Ewoks. Got it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's uh, on Naboo underwater, there's Gungans. They all look. Th- like, what I'm trying to get to is they all look the same on that planet, mm-hmm. except for the mixed planets. You know, right. Tatooine, any kind of training. I'm getting into nerd category, but that's who we are, <laughs> yeah. and this is language that we understand. Mm-hmm. Even when you get into Star Trek, they Vulcans, they all live on Vulcan. Yep. You know, like that. Uh, the Borgs. <laughs> yeah. Living that cube. Yeah. Uh, what is, uh, oh, I'm going to get chastised by people. Yeah. Uh, I'm just sorry. Worf, uh, he's a Klingon. So he lives on 
Klingon. (laughs) (laughs) But they all look the same. You know what I mean? So there's a little mixing in Star Trek. This is like, it's Jim Henson's Creature Shop point. It's a menagerie. Oh, man. Crazy. And they don't make reference to, hey, lizard person. Hey, I'm I love your planet of, of Lizardtopia and blood. It's, it's like they're just there. Who knows why they're just and you gotta accept it. So the, because this was the second time I saw this, mm-hmm. I tried to accept it. Just like take it <laughs> at face value for what it was. And it was so hard because the first time I saw this, I was trying to wrap my mind around this whole entire universe, this whole entire galaxy, and I finally just gave up halfway through. Because I'm like I want to know. I want to remember. I'm I'm rooting. I have two pom poms in my hand while I'm watching this. Come on, You're ready for this movie. Woo woo woo. <laughs> rah rah rah. And I'm like, come on, original idea. Well, how, you get back to Matrix. The not the second, two, the first one. <laughs> it's like M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. You know, man, you caught me with the sixth sense. I, okay, Unbreakable was okay. Okay, you know it's like that fool me, and then you just keep you bring me the happening, <laughs> and I want to punch you in the throat, and then you give me the village and lady. In the, I'm just gonna, uh-huh. I'm gonna just kick you in the nuts, and then you give me After Earth, and I'm just done with you. <laughs> he did After Earth. Yeah, he did. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Oh, come on. <laughs> they didn't notice how they didn't advertise that, Eric. <laughs> it wasn't an M. Night Shyamalan movie. I can't wait. I think the Wachowskis are getting to that point where I think you're losing. I think you all, peaked. I think you're losing <laughs> all credibility. Yep. Oh, boy. Yep. So I didn't know that one. Which one? The M. Night Shyamalan? No, I didn't. Yeah. You're right. Because I, I watched After Earth, and it came up right at the end, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Was there a twist? You son of a... I you didn't... so much... You, you tricked me. That was the twist. <laughs> that was... <laughs> the twist was you stole money from me again. You jerk. I can't believe you. Oh, you got me again, Shyamalan. Bruce Willis is dead all over again. All right. Um, all right. So let's just let's try to get into this. Now... In complete contrast from our previous film that we did last episode, we did have a little exposition we in did. here. We did. I appreciated that. But it had nothing to do with the galaxy. Not at all. <laughs> no. Darn you. It's right there. So we get a little bit of backstory about uh, Mila Kunis's past. Her father ended up getting killed during a robbery after they tried to... So pretty much they were going to leave him be, and he didn't want them to take his telescope. So he ended up getting shot over a telescope. Why? Take the telescope. <laughs> just walk away. They got guns. Yeah. It's just whatever. Trying to create the essence that you didn't have a father. I don't know. Whatever. So Jupiter thinks she's destined for great things because, you know, she's named Jupiter and she's a some kind of – there's a little bit something to do with signs in this mm-hmm. too. She's a Pisces, a Libra, whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get uh-huh. astrological signs, but she's destined for great things. Womp womp. She's a maid cleaning toilets. There you go. Yeah. It's like real quick. Real quick. I'm destined for great things. Scrub, 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 scrub. Ha ha. You made a joke. After her dad, we just saw him murdered in cold blood. <laughs> <laughs> and she was born in a shipping crate in the yeah, middle of the ocean. Yeah, right. Born without country. Mm-hmm. Born without a father. 
I'm a, I, you could say I'm an illegal alien. Uh, I'm an alien. Oh boy. Like, yeah. We, haha, the double entendre of you're actually an alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's these two brothers and a sister. Uh, like I said, Eddie Redmayne, Douglas Booth, and Tuppence Middleton. So Titus, Kalik, and Balaam. It gets crazy. Okay. See, so, and I feel like that that scene was very confusing. Did yep. anyone else feel that way? Or I was agree. Just, okay. Yeah. Okay, but that's this whole movie is literally, literally, in my best Rob Lowe Parks and literally <laughs> bouncing from one thing to the other, the next, the next, the next, the, and just blah 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 blah, blah. and your your head is mm-hmm. just. Spinning the whole time, going what? Yeah, okay, exactly. who is this guy? Oh, that's right, that's that guy from four scenes ago who you never mentioned his name, but I guess I'm supposed to. Oh, he's oh he's the main villain. Could have mm-hmm. fooled me. I exactly. Oh, they're all villain. Oh, she's not. Oh no, she's not really nice. Is and, she really? And it's like, why are they? Why are they being villains? There's no like. There's really no point to their. Treachery. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say. If, yes, the ending of the human race and Earth would be bad, but in the grander scheme of their saying, look, there's, you really, you know, I think Tatum says it at one point, you think you're the only planet and this galaxy with all these other planets and also like in the grand scheme of, hey, all those other planets are filled with alien races and all this other stuff. Yeah, it is a small fish in a, in a in a huge pond. You know, so it's like the stakes are high for Earth, but when you get into this world, the stakes mean nothing like mm-hmm. on the grander scheme. So it doesn't feel huge. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. That's that's why it just doesn't feel like there's any real reason for them to be fighting so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. You fight. You're uh, you're essentially fighting over money and one planet and one planet, which, which is ripe for the harvest. Which is ripe for the harvest. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which, uh, but you're talking about a farmer losing part of his crops. Which would would that be devastating? Yeah. It would. It would hurt a little. But we're talking part of his cr- crops. Right. And this is the thing. And this is again. You know. This is one of those things. In this movie and when you're trying to create a world and it's already pretty convoluted and it's already pretty like we got all these different characters and all these different plot points. It wasn't until more than halfway through the movie that we even find out kind of why they're all, you know, bitching and fighting over her. Well, they talk about harvest. Well, yeah, her. There's like an inference, though, but it's not really. We need to harvest the planet. Okay, I figure it's for something, but we don't know. And like you said, they just keep dragging it on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Right. So but I think we're supposed to get the inference at that opening scene that Amber was talking about where the, these three are talking like, oh, this planet the, the was ripe for the harvest and uh, it's all done. And, well, uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Mother would have loved this. And, it's, and that's it. It's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still trying – I'm still trying to figure out who you guys are. And this is where I was the first time. The second time I'm knowing all of what's going on, I get what they're trying to do. It just doesn't stick. No. So what you're trying to do is say, hey, look, this is what you see. Do you remember when you saw nobody else but these three on this planet? That's what's going to happen to Earth. So 
you go there. But because you're trying to figure out who the heck these three people are, the first time you're watching this, you're like, I I guess it's just abandoned. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, that was not clear to me. It's not. I mean, that, but that's that comes with the benefit of seeing it the second uh, exactly. time. So. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to, Amber, I still have it till Monday. No, you know, no. I just okay. I just returned my red box today, okay. so you know, uh, for another dollar twenty, you can. I had absolutely no desire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so we see uh, Channing Tatum walking around. He's being stalked, and he's looking for a file. Like that's mm-hmm. what this hinges. I feel like we're in space, but yet we're looking for a small Manila folder. <laughs> I was wondering. I did get that. I just didn't get it. I felt like it, we're we're really struggling to find out what this movie is. You know, like well, it felt like we went back to the Fantastic Four from 1994. Oh, yeah. they're going through their paper files. I'm like, who keeps paper files? You've, exactly. You've got you know these crazy boots or whatever, and yet you're. But it's present day. You know, it's, I understand. It's, it's 2015. But yeah, but you've got this technology, and yet. You're looking for a paper file. It's not on the computer. In a filing cabinet. Yeah. Right. Crazy. I, I don't know. The I fate of the earth silly. hinges. On a file. On a, <laughs> on a on piece a ma- of paper. In a manila folder. <laughs> so crazy. They couldn't have like accessed the internet to figure this out. Uh, so we... Uh, couldn't Google it. So they have a big <laughs> fight and we don't know why, but there's a lot of cloaking and stuff like that. So you assume like... Uh, there, there's a good chunk of time the first time I saw it, I was like, well, how are people not seeing this? And we find out later that kind of like, oh, yeah, it just gets rebuilt and nobody sees it. Like, the, <laughs> it, w- should people see something? <laughs> right. You know, like, oh, gosh, this is all happening in front of our eyes. Um, so we hop to Kalik, and she looks like she's in, in Arendelle, which I thought uh-huh. was a complete rip off of that. Um, we just hopped to her walking, talking. So we got a little Game of Thrones walk, talk. Then we uh, hop over to uh, what's his name, Barlam, Balaam. Sorry, mm-hmm. it was tough to hear the first couple times. So I had Barlam, so it's Balaam. He gets to Jupiter, the actual planet, and then there's this is where we find the crazy assortment of aliens and different alien races and walking lizards and with wings and yep. it's just so confusing. Um. Then, literally, we head right back to Earth while Jupiter uh, Mila Kunis is cleaning a toilet, helping a rich friend. I didn't really get this connection. There was no, there was no payoff in this scene, like, between the two of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were f- friends, kind of, but she cleaned her toilet. I don't know. I don't get she it. She was Whatever. just a trusted confidant. She was just a trusted maid, <laughs> like made in Manhattan with j-lo mm-hmm. um so the aliens uh kidnap kill the friend because they think she's kunis or they, they think that she's the one that they want but really it's kunis is the one that they want so because i don't even know the real name of this person so dunleavy <laughs> Dunle- no the real like the actual name of the girl oh uh see full cast i had to i had to go into this oh man i got a really it was Gemma chatterjee it was christina cole <laughs> Oh yeah! Look, I had to scroll it. No, no. Catherine Dunleavy, Vanessa Kirby. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Vanessa You're Kirby, right. who was in such things as, uh, <laughs> Dead Air, <laughs> Labyrinth, the TV miniseries. <laughs> so there's that going for her. 
Uh, was Agatha Christie? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a lot of, uh, looks like uh, English stuff. Uh, so, yeah, she, absolutely nothing. So nothing going on there. Uh, so, yeah, we don't even know who she is. So, But they kill, kidnap her, whatever it is. Um, we find out, and, and Mila Kunis ends up falling asleep, getting knocked out. Yeah, again, don't really know what happened to her. But she ends up needing money because she wants this gold telescope, which looks a lot like uh, the one her her dad had before he <laughs> needlessly shot in the stomach. Um, and her cousin... Was that Donnie Wahlberg? That seemed or, like Donnie or a Wahlberg. young Donnie Wahlberg look like him. Yeah. It oh my look like gosh! Him. Him. Oh yeah. I've seen him in things before. I feel like, and I, I don't know what it was, but oh, he looked like Donnie Wahlberg with a mustache, and like twenty <laughs> years younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but he comes up with idea this idea that he's going to sell Mila Kunis's eggs. They're going <laughs> to harvest her eggs for money. Okay, for a telescope. Good luck with that. Um, so she, Lottie or whatever his name was. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, Mila Kunis is at the clinic. Um, then these aliens are about to kill her, and then Tatum comes in and, and rescues her. So there's this fight. They were, they look like uh, the aliens from Signs, going back to M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, exactly. Little, 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 real skinny, but they took the form of humans – they kind of morphed a little bit. Really strange. So, again, you don't know. Like, different kinds of aliens, they're not holding any rules, so it's kind of strange. Um, so we get into uh, <laughs> Titus, one of the brothers. Uh, he's in this levitating uh, time with some girls. That was interesting. It was like a hamster or wheel orgy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Only it was levitating, and it was kind of strange. So it, that was like... Everything in space is over the top. It's Absolutely. Crazy go nuts. It's, it's nuts. So um, then we go back to Earth. It, there's, it's 30 seconds and we're back down to Earth. Uh, Tatum tries to tell Kunis what's going on, like that the Earth isn't the only planet and that mm-hmm. there's blah, 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 blah. So tries to explain it but does it really poorly. So even my first time going through it, like, okay, I'm trying to follow you as best I can and I'm really concentrating but I'm having a hard time. Um, so there's this vast universe and but they're about to escape. They're going up. They, they go out of the Sears tower on this, uh, was it tractor beam? Yep. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. It's a tractor beam, uh-huh. uh, going up into the ship when they're ambushed. And then you get this really, I kind of like it. The chase, the chase scene through Chicago. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, you get to see the flying skating boots or whatever that Channing Tatum has, which uh-huh. is really awful because they make no sense. None at all. So, like, how did they defy the gravity? Like, I get it. If it's a hoverboard, you're going X far on the ground, but you're able to Is that skate. when you stop believing? That's when I stopped <laughs> believing, when he was just skating around the Sears Tower. We don't refer to it as the Willis Tower on this podcast. It will always be the Sears Tower. Yes. Yep. Uh, or whatever they change it to now that the naming rights are up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just so strange. Mm -hmm. It's you're, you're trying again. We talked last podcast about the rules of robotics, three rules. It's good to have those and establish that. Mm -hmm. And when you're just on boots skating, how do you like, how do you say, Hey Channing, buddy, I got you. So how this is going to work is you're just going to pretend like you're, you're, uh, you're, 
Jonathan Taves running for a, pu- a loose puck, and you're just going to go out there. But you're going to be 65 stories in the air. And <laughs> uh, I got a question. Yeah, yeah, Channing, I got you. Um, I'm just floating like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It'll make sense later. Don't worry about it. It's we'll catch great. it in post. Yeah, we'll get it in post. <laughs> yeah, that's – and with all the CGI in this film – that was the motto of this film. We will catch it in post. That's mm-hmm. there, There's just so much CGI. But I thought that the chase through Chicago looked good. Again, the CGI and the effects looked great. Mm-hmm. Can't stress that enough. They spent a ton of money on that. And we'll talk about the budget for this film. Um, they, they escape in a... I, I don't remember. It's just a normal-looking Chevy Cavalier or whatever. Uh-huh. But Channing tries to explain to Mila Kunis how they can see nothing and how things go back to normal. But yeah, it, I didn't it get that part. Sense. I didn't oh, get that was, part. There was no sense. Oh, and then it's just rebuilt. It's just rebuilt by to- and they said by tomorrow night it'll all get rebuilt. And he like turned around. And it's turned like around. oh, it looks fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all done. Okay, but wasn't there a point in time when people saw the Sears Tower on fire? He tried Nobody's... he tried to say like, Oh well, you have a picture on your phone that you don't remember taking. So they can basically do that to all these other people and then the people that they don't get, everyone else thinks are crazy. And I'm thinking It's the That's a stretch. Yeah. It's one thing if it's like a farmer in his field in the middle of Podunk, Iowa. This is freaking Chicago. There's people out all the time, everywhere. This is a, the, people like the bars all the time, so yeah, some more than one or two crazy people are going to see that stuff. It's it again. They try to explain. Isn't it, just isn't it funny though how in now a couple of movies the Wachowskis have talked about basically humans being ignorant to a much larger scheme for the use of their lives, either as power for machines or beauty products for the filthy rich i think they're trying to tell us something i think they are mm-hmm. that we're nothing more than cattle to see their movies mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right um so they end up going to sean bean's house and you can tell that these scenes these long the walk and talks drive and talks mm-hmm. scene fillers essentially between Kunis and Tatum they're trying to build some kind of chemistry between these two uh-huh. it's not working it doesn't exist nope <laughs> it does not exist I I like Channing Tatum I think he's very charismatic I think he's got good humor I think his timing is very good I don't know if I know Kunis she can't act really well <laughs> mm-hmm so I don't know if the fact that and but I felt it was also the material, like he wasn't given a chance to, right, be Channing Tatum. You know what I mean? Like that. There, that is a thing. Like he's kind of goofy, and that's what he's kind of known for now. So to scale him back and just be an action hero, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You look at Chris Pratt going from Fat Andy in Parks and Rec to Guardians of the Galaxy, it worked because you kind of kept the Andy... The goofy. Exactly. Slightly. You know, even in Jurassic World, it was, I'm going to put out this one line, but I'm still going to be an action star. Like, it still works for you. Right. Chang wasn't goofy enough. No. So, that bothered me. But yeah, they had no chemistry whatsoever. 
So they show up at Sean Bean's house. We get this thing, again, more exposition and trying to explain things, that these bees are reacting to Mila Kunis and that she's royalty. And Like, have you ever been stung by a bee? No. Well, that's because you're royalty. Well, I've never been stung by a bee either, so I must Neither be the I. Prince of Persia, folks. That's right. So <laughs> I am the king of this podcast. I crown myself. I am Hollywood royalty. There you go. As Amber says, no. 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 So... Yeah, it's just they try to make sense. Every little thing has to be you have to tie it up for in a, a loose reason, bow yeah. and for a reason, but yet the stuff that you want tell me more about this. Mm-hmm. They don't do it. They completely leave it out. And I felt like this whole movie too is getting off on a tangent for real quick. I feel like this movie was two movies or uh-huh. even three wrapped into one two hour film. Yep. Clearly. Okay. I'll give you that. Um so they get ambushed at Bean's house. The uh, uh, bounty hunters, for lack of better terms, because you don't know what the heck they are. Yeah. Uh, they k- take Kunis hostage, and Tatum ends up stowing away. They go to this planet where Kalik is at. Uh, I almost said Alderaan. It's the Arendelle <laughs> looking for. <laughs> yep. um, and Kunis is, we find out that Kunis is the reincarnation of uh, Kalik, Titus, and Balaam's mother. Okay. <laughs> and they start explaining. That makes sense. Yes. And they try to start explaining that the fact that there's cycles in DNA or something that goes through. And again, all this exposition to say, like, you could have just said, you're the reincarnation of our mother mm-hmm. and just ended that. And say, in our culture, that's what it is. Blah. But they went in like, there's so many moon cycles that go through. And because of that cycle, you just naturally come up because you have her imprint and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Whoa. and because of that, you have her the title to, you know, she may have willed it to her kids, whatever her will was. But now you have it because it's like, I am lost. Yeah. yeah. Super confusing. Yeah. Just constant back and forth. Um, so Kalik ends up taking this bath and she's older at the time, but after she takes a bath, she gets young again. Um, and you get the point where they live for more time and time is the most precious commodity. Uh They are, they draw this whole thing out so long. Uh Uh-huh. Just unbelievable. So they end up taking Jupiter to another planet. Mila Kunis. Take her to another planet. They don't take Jupiter to a Jupiter. They're like, okay, so you're going to go. What did I? Oh, so she's got to go get certified for the title. So she's got to go to this other planet. Right. And so during there, you got more bad chemistry between Kunis and um, Tatum. I think this is where she said, dogs, I love dogs. Because he he said that he became a wolf. We can never be because (laughs) I'm part wolf. Dogs, I love dogs. Ugh. That was an awful line. Was and I and I think I did a better job than she did. I think you did. Uh, yeah, so. it was more believable. Mm-hmm. I so I really feel like you're an animal lover. I love animals. <laughs> so we go through this going through customs scene. It's supposed to be a little funny montage, like oh, see, even customs department doesn't work on other planets. Wah, wah, wah. Isn't the government silly? <laughs> Pretty much. We can't even get it figured out elsewhere. 
So, yeah, she just goes line after line. Well, you need this form and that form. I get it. I chuckled like this. Huh. That was it. I thought it was interesting that she had to go through that because she was a royal. Because she's like, I'm the queen of the world and now basically. Just, no, she's the queen of Earth. She's the queen of Earth. All those other people must have been kings and queens of other planets. Right. But in order to get your title, <laughs> you basically have to go through and fill forms out. I love Crazy. it. Yeah. So Sean Bean ends up betraying Kunis and Tatum. They hand Kunis over to Titus. Of course he becomes a bad guy. Yeah. He'll, Thank just you. for a minute. They hand him over to Titus. She demands that she goes back to Earth. So he wants to take her there, but Tatum is end up locking, get, getting locked up. And then and finally at this point, it's like 20 minutes after Kalik takes this bath. Now we find out, and Titus explains that humans are melted down. They're kind of like Soylent Green. Mm-hmm. For those of you who, that's a really old movie reference, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. Um Soylent Green is people. <laughs> um, what's that? Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston. I was like, no, it wasn't Russell. No. It was Heston. So one vial is up to 100 people, and she broke. She basically, for no reason, 100 people died for nothing. Mm-hmm. Butterfingers. <laughs> Way to go. Uh, so Titus tries to... Or, uh, she try he tries to marry Kunis um because he says that he's a changed person because his mom was changed. Well basically he's lying to her essentially. Right. These these siblings are all horrible people. Yeah, they no are what we dice it. Um so Tatum gets ejected from the ship and he's just kind of floating in space and he he's gonna die, but all of a sudden um he's rescued by Sean Bean and others. <laughs> At all. <laughs> Who we don't know because right, exactly. they're just people on a ship. People? It's just cast of characters. Cavalcade of characters. Um, in the meantime, uh, Kunis's family gets taken by uh, Balaam's men and some lizard people. Where we don't know yet. They just get taken. Um, that's So Titus wants to marry Kunis to get the get, essentially get control of the earth. Uh, as the wedding goes, uh, Tatum and Bean uh, attack the the area. Is, is, are they on a ship or are they on a planet at this point? I don't even know. I think know. we're on a ship. I think it was a ship. ship? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they attack it to stop it. Uh, they save her and now they're bringing her back to Earth. There's so much bouncing from one ship to the next, Earth to another planet. It's so confusing. And oh, so, yeah. so, many, so many little, like, is, is, is this you know, sibling going to get away with, you know, this treatment of her and it's slow-mo and back and forth and back and forth. And then it's, Oh, she got away. You know, like it happens so many times that you're just like, Oh, here's what I said. The first time I saw this film, you could do a setup and then you could have something in your first film with Titus mm-hmm. and you have a conflict. Then the second film, you have a thing with Kalik. Mm-hmm. Conflict, resolution, blah, blah, blah. Then in your to wind down your trilogy, you could have and you know wrap it all up in a nice bow, thing with Balaam, you're done. You know what I mean? I think that's... That would have been a much better way to handle this. There's just too much information and is. not enough time spend spent. Spend time on one planet, and now you're traveling, or a couple planets... Fighting, 
go on. Did you, Tell me about this planet I'm on. They they just have a really bad habit. Did you watch Cloud Atlas? I did, did, I, I know it's a sad, but I want to just I because too. I heard. I I think there was somebody that said a director's cut is is coming or has come out or wanted it something along that uh-huh. where the director's cut would be great to have because there were so many missing pieces to it. Because that's how I feel like this one. I wonder if this one's like that. And this one, you know, and I, I keep I keep going to the directors because they also wrote it. This is original yeah. to them. That's what I'm saying. They directed and they wrote it. The Matrix feels like this too. I love The Matrix. I do love The Matrix. I'm just saying that there are a lot of holes in all three movies that I watch and I'm like, the first movie was very put together. They could have left it and been done after the end of the first movie. Yeah, but, but and the, the second, second and the third, third, they were trying to create something that wasn't there. They were trying to go off into these different things. That's how this one was. It was like, all right, plot point that goes nowhere and comes back. I feel like and, uh, I feel like the Matrix was a standalone idea, though, and yep. that the, the idea of the second and third was just like, all right. More money. They want us to come out with a two and a three. What are we going to do? I have no idea. I feel like this is already packaged mm-hmm. as three movies. Yep. And that's what I came out, I walked away from is either make this longer as a whole and mm-hmm. put some stuff in there or just make it a trilogy. Mm-hmm. And fit. you can go, it doesn't have to be as beautiful as it is if you make the plot, if you make mm-hmm. a better movie script wise, you mm-hmm. don't have to put so much money into. The um, production, and it, it could be on a smaller scale, which is what it just it fell flat because yeah, of it. Totally did kind of introduce maybe two of the siblings and then just focus on the one. Maybe she's got to kill the one sibling, you know, something like kill Bill or something like yeah, that. yeah, something like that. You but could, spend time it. on a planet, take me there, mm-hmm. you know. That's what it, it is. What it is. The other thing I was going to say is in this wedding scene, it, it brought up to my mind of this movie seemed like it was all about putting Mila Kunis in different dresses or tight fitting stuff. I know. I mean the 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 costuming again. Costuming makeup fantastic. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Out of this world hair. You know her hair was is like you know Queen Amidala. All that's. It, it very elaborate, very ornate. All this mm-hmm. stuff, so much time and effort to detail. But the script was <laughs> <laughs> like that was the detail that was missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so they end up bringing her back to Earth. Um, Balaam sends his assistant to say that Kunis's family won't be harmed if she ends up surrendering. They take Kunis to the actual planet Jupiter. Um, would have to go into the eye or whatever. The, big, the, the great bi- storm. The big storm. Yeah, that big red thing on Jupiter, which I thought was a cool use of something that actually exists. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know that random planet with a big red thing in it? That's actually functional. Like, I liked that. As an evil person's <laughs> it's an lair. Evil lair. <laughs> I, I it loved it. Sense. <laughs> in the same way, I know the movies are trash, but I I enjoyed the same way that uh, Transformers introduced, like, oh, Chernobyl happened because of they were dissecting alien stuff. I was like, that's a cool way to right. introduce actual things to, 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, to try to draw you in. Why'd we go to the moon? moon. To find aliens. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Which was great. I honestly, I loved that. And I thought that this was a cool idea of, hey, the only planet that we know of that is in our solar system with a big red dot on it. Hey, guess what? That opens and closes and has secret alien bases on there. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. Love it. Is it true? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Could it happen? Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's where Tupac and Biggie are hanging out. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> so they take uh, Kunis to Jupiter. Talon gets trapped uh, outside of the planet. Kunis confronts Balaam. Here, this is the point where you get that 10 minutes of back and forth between them, which is such a contrast, and I don't know if uh, uh, Eddie Redmayne is just so much better because Mila Kunis is in the scene with him. <laughs> right. But again, watch this scene, uh-huh. and he goes every emotion on the emotion wheel in uh, Acting 101. Crazy. Um, Tatum goes in. He risks his life to save Mila Kunis. Uh, she's about to turn over the Earth to save her family, but then there's a fight between Tatum and the Liz- that The fight between Tatum and the Lizard guy, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Again, such great use of CGI and all that, and beautifully done. Everything moves. I do. I do have to say though, out of all of these, it's just it's very epic and very. Oh, yeah, yeah. You every scene is like whoa. I mean, it's like looking at a really cool picture. It's very detailed, and you can tell they spent a lot of time and effort. Like it's got to look just and not like not like George Lucas the first three episodes of Star Wars where it just looks cluttered and junky. But just very put together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very epic. I'm, I'm making, you can't see us on radio, but I'm making my hands. <laughs> he's encompassing us all. It is, but that's what it looks <laughs> like. It's like even the fights, he's like, oh, this is a cool world. Yeah. This is right. a cool. Yeah. And it's, it's green screen. It does not look choppy. No, it looks no, no. Really They definitely spent good. the money to make it look good. So, uh, Kunis is about to uh, kill Balaam, and then he confesses that. Uh, he killed his own mother. Well, we kind of figured that. Yeah, you got <laughs> I'm that. Sorry, got that. I got. It. Yeah, you kind of figured that. Uh, but I loved Balaam. Was mother's favorite. <laughs> uh, before uh, Balaam then falls to his death, you get the "I'm not your damn mother." That's the big uh, line. Yeah, that's her. That's her. <laughs> With her super dead eyes. Yeah. Uh, so Kunis then <laughs> falls to her death. Oh, but Tatum ends up catching her on the way down. They escape Jupiter, and before the inside of Jupiter blows up, I guess it was before it blew up. But it was before the like ship left through yeah, the, the portal. Eye. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so uh, Kunis goes back to being a maid because she's just a normal person now. But she's the queen, queen of the of earth. The earth. Uh-huh. Boom. <laughs> What's this entitle me to? Cleaning toilets. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But she ends up. You getting know, you a- got to serve the lead. That's serve right. the lead. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, she ends up getting a telescope, the same one her dad has. Oh, it comes full circle. Uh, Channing Tatum, uh, a bell must have rung because he got his wings. And uh, Kunis and Tatum kick- kiss at the end, and all is right in the universe, right? Kunis has the boots. Tatum has the wings. Yep. End They're of the all- movie. End of the movie. Now, next year, Jupiter descending. See, fall from grace. I, I even feel like the name, be, because you're right, Jupiter Ascending. 
okay, to what? Jupiter. Then the second one will be Jupiter plateaus. I don't know. <laughs> but even in the title, Jupiter I feel like th- there was more <laughs> to this. Wheels. Yeah. I feel like that, that there was another, there's, there's more to this movie that we just never got to. Yeah. All right. So let's play our box office game. Million dollars. I'll go with a hundred just to see if I can get there. Um, I'm gonna say thirty. The scary movies cost nothing to make. Yeah. Twenty-five. It was in the top three for its opening weekend. Oh, I'm I'm gonna go lower. The <laughs> correct answer is eight point one. Oh my million goodness. dollars. Literally, almost a year later before it shows up in the U.S. Just know that they spent fifty million dollars on this movie. I'm saying five. I should start blogging. All right. The cost of this movie, drumroll please, $176 million. Wow. Whoa. Hey, beep, beep. Hey, back up that Brinks truck. (laughs) Guys, we're going to need to buy caviar for everyone. (laughs) I mean, think about that. $176 million. These guys, Matrix... Fantastic movie. Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions, not so good movies. Not bad, but not so good. Speed Racer, not good. <laughs> Cloud Atlas, not good. Why are we giving them $176 million? I will tell you why. Because, let me scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. In 2009, Warner Brothers president <laughs> approached the Wachowskis, about creating an original intellectual property and franchise. What? Yep. I'm telling you, they wanted this to be a whole thing. Franchise? They wanted this to be Star Wars, kids. Whew. I don't know about that. It was not. All right, so what did I say? $176 million worldwide. Amber, how much did it make? 178 Eric? <laughs> 200 Amber. Oh. You win. 181.9. So it barely made it back. And I I think a a lot of these numbers, they don't count. um, Like uh, advertising. Oh. Like advertising and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think they count some of that stuff. So it probably lost a little bit of money. I don't think we're going to see Jupiter Ascending 2. No. There is a reason. I don't know. Do you guys follow Channing Tatum? On Twitter? Mm-mm. Nope. Not too long ago, I, I was following him. Somebody asked him the question. He's like, hey, I'm sitting asking. Uh, you can ask a question. I'll give you an answer, blah, blah. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. puts it on Twitter so he gets a bunch of stuff. Somebody asked him, hey, what was up with Jupiter ascending? He answered back, I dot, 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 don't, dot, dot, no, dot, dot. It, I think he understands, like, I made a huge mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real gob blue there. Yeah. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> but, but, I, but you know, when they kill him off so early in G.I. Joe 2, two he's like, well, I got some free time. Yeah, what that was I do? worst kept secret, too. <laughs> like, oh, we didn't do put it off for a year and do massive reshoots because he dies early. Eyes move back and forth. Eyes move uh-huh. back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, this movie. Oh, I don't know. 
Let, let's let's see how you guys would rate it before we get into anything else. Eric, what would you rate this? One to five. Uh, I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to go with my old stalwart here. Number two. Number two. <laughs> number two. You know, I'm going to give it a two as it was, as I was saying, visually appealing, very epic, cool. I mean, I love that they built this world, but the world almost had too much going on into it for me to follow. All right, Amber. I'm going to say a one. Does it? No. No. <laughs> nothing. Could, at this point, nothing could be left behind. Left behind. 2014. 2014. Um, you know, it was. It was a beautiful movie, but the plot was just so convoluted. Mm-hmm. Um, you couldn't follow anything. And Jeff, you're right. It, it should have been three movies. Yeah. It really should have been or at three least movies. Two movies. I mean, it, it could. It was too much. It, yeah. So one. I'm actually going to give this three. Whoa, Whoa, that's really high. It is high, but it's he still sixty percent. I have oh, seen this true. twice. <laughs> so here's what I would say. I I think this is if if you are big into visual effects, you need to see this movie. I cannot emphasize how beautiful it is. Oh yeah. Like this the CGI is seamless with what is actual I don't know, actual reality. Like mm-hmm. it just a flying lizard looks like it belongs on Earth because the lighting matches you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. all matches. Which in a lot of these movies that kind of stuff is stuff that falls by the wayside. It looks like they did spend a hundred and seventy some million dollars on this movie. Mm-hmm. It looks great. I mean, and these guys, these guys were kind of the pioneers of making this CGI thing like yeah. real hot. Like when they did the Matrix, everyone's. I remember seeing the Matrix being like, "Holy!" And fill how in the many blank. times this was have the you best seen bullets ever. fly since you know? Right after that, it was like, right. "Look at bullet cam and all." That. I mean, but now, now I got to be honest. I watch it on like yeah, very yeah. nice TV. I'm like. Oh, that was like, <laughs> Yikes, Canoe Reeves. Woo. And, you know, like I said, I, I think it's visually beautiful. I think the plot stinks. I would have liked to have known more about this universe. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a couple movies. But in my reading of production and release and all this stuff and, and a few reviews of this, I'm kind of leaning towards what a lot of people are saying is that this might be a huge financial failure. I mean, they made their money back, but let's face it: when you spend two hundred million, you're really hoping to do at least double that. Mm-hmm. I feel like this could be a cult classic. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. this could be a great riff tracks. This could be uh, something that people a movie that people will watch on a saturday afternoon and go oh jupiter ascending's on sure it doesn't make a lot of sense but it's kind of pretty and fun you know what i mean like yeah it doesn't make don't sit down and and try to analyze it because you can't right for me that's kind of like the fifth element and in a lot of ways it Uh kind of feels like Uh that with like Uh for its time the costuming and the alien worlds and all of that and futuristic stuff that's kind of what it feels like yeah I think that this could be a cult classic movie that people could get to. Hey, man, we're getting together to watch. We're having a couple of beers and watching Jupiter Sunday. All right. Cool. You know, and just make fun of it or or do something with it. Have a drinking game with it. 
I really do think it might turn into something like that, mm-hmm. where a subculture comes out of it. Like for a while at Comic Con, maybe in a couple years, it's, get, give it some time to to get to that point. But hey, maybe people start dressing like something. You know, Channing Tatum. <laughs> you know, like I'm half wolf. Half, it, it, it could spark something for people. Or hey. Aren't you that character in Jupiter Ascending that had one line? Yeah, absolutely I am. You know, so. <laughs> Aren't you that mouse guy? From- <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, somebody's going to come up with that stuff. You know it. So I just think it, it has a place, and I do think that this is a see to believe. You you should really see this movie on a really nice TV. I'm sorry <laughs> that you guys didn't get to see it in the theaters. Cause I, like I said, I'm pretty sure I saw it in IMAX It, it was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful. If you get a chance to watch it in Blu-ray, yeah, Blu-ray on a nice TV. A, yeah, it's like it's like Avatar. I, you could equate it to that too. Like beautifully at the time, like that was a great movie. Mm-hmm. The substance and plot is awful, but you had to you went to the theater to go see it because it was so stunning. I would say the same with this. So I give it a three. But again, I. Again, I really wanted to want this to be a five. <laughs> <laughs> I with my pom poms at the only one in the theater. Come on, I want to like this movie. I know, right. So, and even the second time, I still liked it. Again, I support the original ideas, and as, as I think we all do. Right. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week, and that's going to end our Eric. Well, Eric's <laughs> fall to Sorry, the stage. What, what? What were you? Trip up the Oscars. Trip up the Oscars. Trip up the stairs of the Oscars. There, there you go. go. All right, that's going to end it for that one. Uh, hopefully, soon we're going to get into. I know somebody, one of our uh, our St. Jude people, requested arachnophobia. Yeah, Johnny P. <laughs> Johnny, raise your hand if you like spiders. Oh, no hands. No right. hands. Okay, so Johnny, only because you donated fifty dollars to those right. kids. Johnny, you understand <laughs> we're in a basement doing this, so it's uh, a little creepy down here. We aren't. We aren't going to. No, I'm not, not going to say because somebody's going to ask us to do it. So yeah. never no, 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 no. Do not give them ideas, Eric. Do not give them ideas. I'm not watching another scary. Movie. I've already got arachnophobia on the list. It already. I'm already getting the creepy crawlies just thinking about it. But that one we'll probably end up doing in October because I think that's good for Halloween. So that'll yeah. probably sure. be in October. So, all right. So remember, if you haven't gotten those requests in, we're gonna we're gonna keep bugging you. Uh, if you donated to St. Jude again, thank you for all who did that. We are gonna make that a yearly thing. Uh, if you haven't. Already, check out the pictures. We're going to post a bunch of our pictures on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can see what we look like all dirty and muddy. So we're going to do that again next year. So for Eric. See you later. And Amber. Goodbye. I'm your host, Jeff. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.